This podcast is a Bendy Geddig Media production. Hello, I'm Michael Sheen, and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 142 of Touchline Rant podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. This week, myself, Luke, hello, how are you? And Alex and Jordan uh, talked up a storm. We talked, uh, what did we talk? We talked the race for Europe. Uh, both Champions League and Europa League and also the race to the championship um, had looked top and bottom. We top and bottomed it. We also had a bit of a Liverpool love-in, to be honest. And then we had to look at who our most underrated players are uh, in the Premier League. So, yeah, we hope you listen and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much to our producers, Bendy Geddig Media. Uh, for helping us get this show out each and every week. Thank you very much to um, Gareth, Pete and uh, Lucy at Tam Square as well for inviting me on um, last week to talk Bendy and ATR. And uh, all that's left for me to do is say music. Right, we're back again for another another one of these podcast things that are going on. Uh, my name's Luke. Do you want to uh, you two? Do you want to introduce yourself? Take take a pick, whichever one you want to do first. Say hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. I the one who shot first. I am Jordan from CSKA fame. Nice. Um, I'm Alex. I'm also from CSKA and this podcast. Yeah. I'm the only one that's not from both. It's embarrassing. Got to get better at football, isn't it? Yeah. I am. I am. All right, what should we talk about? Um, Should we start with Liverpool? What's the actual title of the the section called? This Liverpool Lockdown Loving. Oh, that's a good one. Do you want to just give a run through of what we're talking about today? And then we'll go into the lockdown love. Lockdown, Lev. Well, yeah. we're going like, to be... Give a, give, give a good introduction to this episode. I mean, we usually do the intro separately, but we will... We will. I, I could go over it again. Yeah, please, if you can. We're going to do a Liverpool lockdown, loving. We're going to do mm. have a look at the race for European football. We're going to have a look at the race to be demoted to the Championship. And then we're going to have a look at some standout underrated players and try and single one out. Oh, that sounds good. It is good, isn't it? Mm. Looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Liverpool. Very much so. Where do you Liverpool. start, eh? You've well, got, you, 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 ha- you have to, have to give them credit because this is this has been materialising through Klopp and his charisma and his glasses for like three three seasons Did now. You say, and his glasses. Added, yeah, they're an iconic part of, of Klopp. <laughs> I love that. Iconic. And they've materialised over three seasons to get to this stage. Um, and they've added very well. And it's not just luck. It's not just about intensity. It's not just about charisma. No. It's about more than that. It's about chemistry, recruitment, philosophy. It's, it's, and luck, obviously. Well, the recruitment's um, been massive, hasn't it? Because if you look, you know, they highlighted what everyone in the world who watched them knew at one point, that they, they needed to have a solid goalkeeper. They needed a centre-back. 
uh, and they needed someone in the middle. And they picked up, they went out, bought exactly the right sort of players. And look at what they've done now. You know, it's it's crazy. People talk about the depth in Man City squad. Liverpool have got quite a lot of decent depth as well. You know, it's... You know, but it hasn't just come together, this. This has come together because behind the scenes, there's been data analysis and analytics better than any other team. Yeah, uh, in, and this is crossed over, and I don't, I, I, can't, I don't know if any of, well, obviously, no other team's done it as good as Liverpool because off the back of those analytics, uh, there's been player recruitment above and beyond everyone's comprehension, and mixed in with Klopp's um, direct style and counter press, it is all come together. Like, if we start by looking at the, the, the fullbacks who he's made playmakers, they've, they've just come into existence over the last two seasons, right? And actually functioned very meticulously well. Yeah. This is, this is not like a quick fix or just slotted in. And people always always quick to look at the, the, the final product, right? which is this Champions League winning team. This is, the, this is now the Premier League winning team. Uh, without understanding the, the behind the scenes, there has to be a lot of credit towards the analytics and data side of things. Well, it's the the good thing about one thing that I would say about Liverpool's title win and why you've got to give them all credit as well. All of that is is definitely part of it. They've done incredibly well. They've they've highlighted everything that they needed to you know uh, update and, and upgrade, and they've done brilliantly. But also. If you go back, they lost the Champions League final to Real Madrid, mm-hmm. and it, they it didn't deter them. They just went at the tournament next the next season with added vigor, and they won it. Obviously, they also lost the league title despite getting what was it ninety seven points or something, and they finished second to Man City. Now imagine yeah, finishing not. with that higher points total and still not winning the league. Now that could kill other teams off the morale could just sink in but instead of doing that they've just gone at it better than they did last year that's that that leads on to something i i want to kind of mention with them is like you said they've they've, they've regrouped they've not let it hurt them the morale i think you look at football coaches and uh you look at your warnocks and things like that mm-hmm. of the world and people always say like what warnock does so well is his his man management like your high rednaps and stuff like that he makes you can take players who have maybe fallen on tough times and stuff like that and turn and like rebigrate them and be like a great man management. But sometimes maybe that will make them suffer tactically. What Klopp has done is managed to become this really clever tactical manager. Like that formation they play with not playing a back, they're playing a pack four, but the wing backs are wingers. That doesn't really happen. That's new. He's a yeah. very clever tactical manager, but also the rapport he has with his players is absolutely incredible. I, I've never seen a manager seem to like pull off both. I think he's inspiring a new generation of managers now in which, yeah, you can be tactical and you can be this, but you don't have to be this mm-hmm. great discipline area and you don't have to batter players. And also, if you want to be friendly with the players, you don't also have to give them too much rope where, you know, you don't have a control on them tactically. You can do both. And, and look at them. They've lost one game this season yeah. for 86 points on the board. They're on for the record. They're the earliest ever title winners. They're European winners. It's, it's ridiculous. And I just, I just don't think we've seen a mould of manager like this and, and, and moulds of coaches and stuff like this before. And I think it's going to inspire look at the players that have been brought in like from, from the analytics side. So you've got Virgil van Dijk, Andy Robertson, 
Firmino, Allison, um, uh, Cater, Navi Cater as well, no, Minamino as well. Fabinho was a massive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even Mane. Yeah, even Mane. Well, Mane was... Fabinho would be one of my unsung heroes of that Liverpool side because I've said it before, but when Monaco lost Kylian Mbappe, they they still competed. When they lost Fabinho, they nearly got relegated. You know, it's, mm. he was a linchpin on that side, and he's far better than he, he's he's incredible. Like one, and they bought him, and he's then he'll happily rotate with other players. Every single one of those players are bought into that mentality. Yeah. Um, every single one, and like, do you see? Does anyone see Klopp as like, uh, uh, like a, a dad figure? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't, like mess with him and you just you want to you just want to otherwise you, you would get an absolute roasting from him you get a you, you don't want him to dislike you yeah. that. you want like he's, he's a dad figure in that sense that like you know you he's not a, this horrible scary disciplinarian but you absolutely do not want to disappoint him mm. we just you want him to be your best mate you want to be the one that the sky cameras pick yeah. up and him giving you high fives and stuff like that and i see cool. that. absolutely and that's players are going to want to sign from because of that you exactly. know like, players are going to want to go you know what I want to play for him. He looks like a good bloke. I reckon I'll thrive under him. It's also how you get the best. Yes, how you get the best out of the players. So when Alden, he's got that sort of special relationship with with Klopp because they they they're in sync and they know what what to get the to get the best out of each other. Like Klopp looks at when Alden, he knows if he's going to have a good 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 game or not. And yeah. Like by how he's been doing in training, and stuff. this is not his type of game. He's a hard player to get the most out of one album, but he seems to have. He's one of those under the radar important players, and he just pops up with with in in the really big games as well. Yeah, he's a, they, mm. they've got a great squad. Um, would you say this is the best Premier League team ever? I think it could be, but I think it's a bit too early yet. And if you're looking at one season, if we're just saying the best team to play one season, I think it's the best one season side we've ever seen. But if you wanted to look at, I think to to, to really look at a squad, I think you need to maybe go two or three seasons and just see, you know, how do they follow it up? How do they back it up? But if they keep going with it, then I think there's absolutely no reason why this we're looking at one of the best yeah. sides we've ever seen. Well, we've we... seen two of the best title-winning sides of all time in the last two seasons because that Man City squad that won the league last year was phenomenal. Like, they were just a machine. And this year, Liverpool have just been exactly the same but arguably better, you know? It's... I think the potential that they've got to, to make a run of this into next season... And maybe the season after that will dictate if they are. This is the greatest team that we we've seen for this for for the Premier League. If, because yeah. it's so hard to get that consistency and so nearly like get the Champions League in the first place. Then last season win it, and now they've got the title. If they do a run of another title next year, if they if they they're savvy with their recruitment, they keep everything ticking over because these are players which aren't necessarily at the end of their career. You've got players to you can be switched in and out of, but they're playing at their their their, their maximum capacity right now. And like when you look at like uh, Salah, Firmino, Mane, they're just in their hitting their peak right now. So I think they've still got a couple of seasons in them, as well as if they recruit well, they could this could be a run, and then then 
they would be considered one of the best teams that that have ever graced the league. Yeah. Um, do you want to move on to the next topic, or do you, is there any, anyone else got anything else to add to this Liverpool? I think I'm spent on Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, I congratulate them. They've been a pleasure to watch. They've done very, very well, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next year. No. Is this a record of how how much how many points they've they've won the league by? Is this some sort of not yet? They're on. It's the early, it's the earliest the team has ever claimed a title. Yeah, Man City in terms of the... game games played. Yeah. yeah, Man City have won the uh, have got the points record, haven't they? So, but we shall see. They've still got enough time to. Smash that! So they probably Liverpool lockdown loving. Yeah. Okay. Right. Should we move on to um, the the rest of the league? Because you know, there's there's still a lot of football undecided. You know, results that need to be that have big impact elsewhere. Should we have a look at? Uh, let's have a look at Champions League first of all. Is this a top five shift that we've seen? Uh, sort of. I was. It's a weird season. Is is what I was saying because there's there's people there's teams that you wouldn't expect to be where they are you know like Arsenal's win on the weekend um not on the weekends I can't even, I'm losing track of days but Arsenal's last win put them into the top half of the table like I I didn't when I heard that I was like no but they needed a win to get even get in the top half like it's an odd season I just think it's it's a bit of an anomaly really. Um, as it stands right now, you've got Leicester on uh, in third with fifty-five. I mean, Man City are going to finish second, so you know, we'll, we'll, I'm assuming everybody agrees that Man City will finish second. No one's catching Man City. No. Yeah, so you, you've got Leicester in third on fifty-five points, uh, Chelsea in fourth, but on fifty-four points, even though their goal difference is by far inferior to Leicester's. Leicester's have got twice as many. Uh, they're any, any, anyone going to mention the wolf in the room? Yeah, well, this is where I'm going on to. They're currently fifth. Right, okay. Wolves are fifth uh, with 52 points. Man United are sixth on 49, but they have got a game in hand on Wolves. Uh, and then Spurs, seventh with 45. But then Sheffield United are only eighth on 44, and Arsenal are ninth on 44. All right, calm down, Lou. Bring it back. It's, Jesus. It's unreal. Crystal so Palace. It's reeling off all the names of the league now. Okay, well, just quick, get on to the top five, will you? Crystal Palace are closer to fifth than they are 18th. Um, I... Can we have a little word from Jordan Lloyd on how he feels emotionally, uh, spiritually about Wolves in, encroaching on the on the top four? Yeah, we'll we'll. I'm I still, I'm still not. Let me hear John Lloyd. I still not grasped it. I still yeah. not quite grasped it. It yeah. feels a little bit odd. So, yesterday watching the game against Villa, as always watching Wolves, I was absolutely ner- terribly nervous, a nervous wreck. And that my experience of that has usually been needing a point to mm. get out of the bottom three. Knowing that a win will put pressure on Chelsea was a weird thing to think about. However, um, post lockdown, Nuno's got a play and we've barely got out of second gear and we've kept three clean sheets and won all the games. Mm-hmm. And last year, everyone said that we slipped up against the bottom lot while we've cleaned up against the teams down the bottom at the moment. So that bodes really well. Um, do I think we'll do it? Um, do you know what? I think out of all the teams there, I think Leicester are the most catchable. I think they're hitting form at, a bad form at a shocking time. Yeah. They've yeah. not got amazing fixtures and I think they can be caught. I think Chelsea's win against City will give them so much, and I can see them finishing strongly. United have got lovely fixtures. 
the FA Cup might be a slight distraction, but they got quite a big squad. I think could deal with it. I would Spurs aren't a threat. I don't I think, and I don't think, I think Sheffield United have tailed off. I'd love Wolves to finish third. I would love it. I ah uh, can't even cope. I personally, I think, well, I think I don't think the league will change much from where it is now. To be honest, I think Leicester will finish top four still. I do. I, I do. Isn't that will be six then. They're catchable, but I do think Leicester will finish in the top four. Uh, but I think Chelsea will finish above them. All right. Let's... Have you seen that the uh, last games of the season are Chelsea versus Wolves and Leicester versus Manchester United? Class. That's what you want. The very last game of the season, all four of those teams are against each other for what is hopefully two Champions League spots. Imagine how good that will be. What you want is for that those games to happen with all those four teams on the same points. Um... That's what just a straight shootout. Yeah, just there's two games. The winners will finish. If you win, you finish in the top four. If you lose, you might finish sixth. You know, it's that's what you want. That's that's because at the minute there's not the title race has been great if you're a Liverpool fan, but if you you know it's not been exciting. Let's be honest. You know, it's it's been impressive but not exciting. So we need drama. I want drama. Let's go to the other end of the table then, if you yeah, want. Yeah, talking about drama. Let's go right down to the bottom. Lovely segue there, Mr. Skinner. Um, mm. Down the bottom, Norwich. I think they're just done now. To be fair, I think they're playing like a team who are already down, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, and a lot of that talk has stopped with Norwich as well. Where you know, sort of Christmas time when people are saying, "Oh, well, if they do go down, this player will be all right," and this player, will, you know, like Pookies, people saying, "Oh, well, he'll stay. He'll get a club in the Premier League." I don't think he would. You know, I, I do you think West Ham will go down? I hope so. <laughs> I so Wolves' first three games post COVID were against 17th, 18th, 19th in the league, all on 27 points. So West Ham, Bournemouth, and Villa. And we played West Ham away, and they were abysmal and they were they were poor. Bournemouth looked all right against us at our place, they looked like they just couldn't really score. And Villa, for me, just struck me as a team who are already void of ideas. You, you, if you were watching them, you'd think they were eight points adrift, not level points. They just it, it didn't have an idea. So it's going to be a really, really interesting race. I can't call it based on... We all agree that Brighton, Brighton will be safe? We all agree? Um, yeah, Brighton will be fine. Yeah, I think Brighton will be fine. Do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if Watford would drag... They're still in it. You know, they're only a point above Aston Villa. Who no, they're in it, mate. They're in it. They're fully in it. Um, if I had to pick now the three that I, I think Norwich are already done. So if I'm picking the two which I think will go down, I do think it will be Bournemouth. And then I do think Watford, you know, I don't think Watford have been, they had their little their new manager bounce. But I just, I think West Ham will just scrape it and not go down and stay up. And I, I don't think Bournemouth, I mean, I can see Bournemouth going down, but I just kind of... You're naming just all the, all the teams again. Give me a distinct three, who you think. I just did. Norwich. Ah, oh, I've already changed my mind. Uh, hey, what, Norwich, Bournemouth, Watford. Is this because you've got Villa fan friends? Is that what this is? No, I've only got one Villa fan friend, and he's our mutual friend. Um, <laughs> it's... It's... It, I just... When watching the teams, I think, well, yeah, all right, West Ham have been abysmal, but they just, they're, they're like a, they're like, they just won't flush down. 
West Ham. Do you know what I mean? They just keep coming back. And I think it's Watford's time to go. I do I just think they haven't been they haven't been that impressive. Um I'd hate to see it. So if this, this may influence this may influence your decision. So I'll give you a little bit of information, which see if you can now settle on it. So Bournemouth have got Callum Wilson suspended for the next two games, which means their only fit available striker is Solanke. Okay. And Villa's next two games, although they're on only a point adrift, are I believe Liverpool and Manchester United. Yeah, it's a so if they were to lose both and one of those other teams or two of those teams pick up a win, all of a sudden Villa could be four points adrift with only four left. That's assuming they don't get anything against those teams, which stranger things have happened. They they could get points against them, but I think Liverpool's next home game, Villa are champions. They're going to want to go for it. Yeah, I get, I I can see I could easily see Villa going down. I just I just basing it on watching Villa play and watching Watford and West Ham play. Get I just I I can't put my finger on it. There just doesn't seem to be anything about Watford. I don't know what it is. It's just it feels almost as if they're just playing these games because they're made to. It doesn't look as though anyone actually cares. Um, Jen, imagine. Those, Imagine Leeds, West Brom, and Cardiff City are the teams that go up. Yeah. Imagine that chimpanzee that monkey news. That, that wouldn't be great. <laughs> yep. There's more the indicators. Leeds and Cardiff, Cardiff fine. Leeds would be quite exciting, but West Brom. Do you know what, if we're talking who I'd like Always to see up come up, I'd I'd prefer to see Brentford come up than West Brom because I absolutely I, I think Brentford are uh, arguably. The, the best side in the championship. I know the table. I'd also like to see Forest as well come up. Yeah, we're all. I think we're all on the Forest bandwagon, aren't we? You know, it's they they deserve. Then Cardiff City wouldn't go up, and they've just won three on the bounce. Cardiff City are in phenomenal form right now, exceptional form, and I really hope that they. Do, I mean, they're in the playoffs now. It would be brilliant. I absolutely love them. But if I'm picking that, Leeds are going up. Um. I think I'd love to see Cardiff go up. And then if I've got a third choice, it would 100% be Brentford. I'd love to see what they could do in did, the Premier League. Did you know that if the league started when Neil Harris took charge of Cardiff, they'd be top of the league? Well, <laughs> mate, I will listen to anything you say when you open up with, did you know? Yeah. Did you know? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's Actually, move on. It would be nice for Cardiff to go up this year because obviously Middlesbrough are winning it next season. So, you know, now Warnock. Oh, that, that would be horrendous. We do not want that. And I wouldn't want it to be switching. I wouldn't want Cardiff to go down and then Borough to replace them, you know? I think but we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We're getting much... Well, it's, it's a fast-paced world, Alex. Do you know what I mean? Um, Let's talk about the 24-25 season. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Derby County's Premier League title win. Salford will be yeah. the Premier League. <laughs> Salford, yeah. Salford just won the Champions League. <laughs> um, so, who are you two saying then? Who give me give me your three relegated teams? Uh, do you want to be honest? Then it could be. I don't mind. It. <laughs> uh, uh, Norwich are gone. Like like a dice or Daniel Fark for the home game against Everton. Drop um, like their four or five best players because he was a bit angry. So he basically threw the game away. Uh, oh man. I think Watford will be fine. I think Pearson will grab a few results here or there. Are you an Bournemouth. 
Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Be Norwich. I think it's the three that's there. I think it'd be Villa, Bournemouth, Norwich. Yeah. I think West Ham will just squeak their way out like they usually do every single Moyes. season. Don't get me the started on Moyes. Honestly, it'll be one, one win will keep one of those there. I can honestly, I, I can see it being like that. Just you, when one of them win a game, that'll be them pretty much safe. Like Brighton, back to back wins. Uh, they surprised we didn't mention them in the battle for Europe. Yeah, it's it's it is it is an interesting league at the minute. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot to be said. Now the league title's wrapped up. We can stop caring about it and just because it was inevitable and look elsewhere. It's it's so tight. It's unreal. But yeah, to be fair. Looking at the bottom five, any three of those teams can go down as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> if I had to pick one to stay up, I'd want Bournemouth to stay up. But mm, I yeah, I know, I, I know not necessarily everyone at this uh, recording agrees with that. At this parish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gentlemen. Next, we are talking underrated players. Can I kick it off? Have you any underrated players? Yes, of course you can. Uh, if we're just so underrated players, but it's just focusing on this season, yes, purely this season, Premier League. Uh, Fred, Fred the Red, yeah, he's been phenomenal. Fred, the center underrated mascot, yeah, underrated, <laughs> just uh, like the giant toffee of Everton. Um, they Changi, Changi, well, Fred and, and McTominay, Scott McTominay is he's is now become like probably my favorite Man United player, but. Is this because you're a Man United fan you're doing it? it? Well, they're the two that I'm... How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. He's your favourite Man United player. Yeah, they are. They're, they're two phenomenally underrated players, uh, Fred and McTominay. McTominay more so, but they are... They have been really, really good. Another one, again, uh, if we're moving away from United, would be uh, Matt Ryan at Brighton. I don't think he gets enough credit. I think he's a phenomenal goalkeeper, and I think he could do it at a higher level. Than Brighton easily. Premier League Premier League goalkeepers are already at a higher level. You know, any there's no bad goalkeepers in the Premier League. No, but he could easily be at a club that's not being threatened with relegation every season. You know, mm. he could he could easily be like I genuinely don't see there's a golfing class between someone like Matt Ryan and Jordan Pickford. You know, it's not it's not huge. It's not a massive drop-off in form or uh, one's, ability. One's English, and that's the point. One's English and younger. Yeah, it's. It, I just. I don't think there's that huge drop-off in. Yeah, in, in ability. I just think Matt Ryan. This. I don't get it. But John Lloyd, underrated player. So, um, having a think about this season. So, I think going off a couple I've got here. So, I think Gary Cahill at Palace has been. Free signing, kind of thinking as his career kind of dropping off now, he's been incredible. Yeah. But that defense has just shored up, they barely let in a goal, right. Alice. And yeah. because the way they play, they kind of need, they don't score many, they need to keep clean sheets. So I think he's been brilliant. Is this Roy's um, dirty hidden secret, do you think? Cahill, Cahill, yeah, it's the secret formula, yeah. but it didn't work when Roy was in charge of England, so it's not that much yeah, of a secret. But, yeah, um, I think Dwight McNeil at Burnley has been excellent. Mm. I think, um. Hayden in the Newcastle midfield. Isaac, Isaac, Hayden, Isaac Hayden. Former Arsenal youngster. Like, 
he's, he plays pretty much every game now. He's quite settled in that midfield. And I, Newcastle, I think, had a pretty tidy season. Newcastle, All considering how it started and the opposition to Bruce, I think they've had a pretty good season. I think they were goal scorer away from being... St. Maxim, right the point. St. Maxim. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Yeah, I think, I think uh, Rue Patricia in the Wolves goal has had an incredible season. Uh, he's only one clean sheet away now from uh, Golden Gloves. Um, I think Normal. he's been underrated. Yeah. Um, yeah, trying to think of a couple of others. I think even Calvert Lewin. I know he had a lot of press at the start of the year. I think he's forgotten how much of a great season he's had. I think next mm-hmm. year under Ancelotti, he'll on some more so that's a few of my suggestions okay all right i'm gonna throw a couple more names on the pile on the big pile look you taking notes of all this pile of good underrated players my wrist is wrecking yeah patrick van arnold is one i have actually got fred for another um Obviously, I like Chris Wood, but he hasn't played enough game time to consider like an underrated. So PVA is has glued that together on the on the side there because I think he's been great. Fred was on my list, like I said. Jack is underrated when he John plays. Arthur. He deserves it as John well. Arthur. Sorry to interrupt you. No one said well Jimenez just yet. I think he's the jewel of the Wolves crown. I just, I just don't think he's underrated. Jimenez, don't you I think? think? I, I think we rate him. I, th- I think he, he is considered to be underrated. But my number one pick is Hoiberg at Southampton. And Hasenhull's done a phenomenal job uh, to break, to remember how how crap Southampton were before Hasenhull came into play. But yeah. Hoiberg neutralised that. He's captain, he's composed, and he's combative. He's also the top pass master as well, and that is to be considered uh, just what Southampton needed in the middle of the park. So he's I think Hoiberg is my is my top pick underrated player. They're going to miss him when he inevitably leaves in the summer or in the window, whenever that window will be. You know, the recent the recent uh, palaver with him, I think it's made his position at the club untenable. Now I think he does have to leave. Um, but he's a phenomenally good player, Hoiberg. Mm. He's, a, he's, a, he's a great player. He's not so good of a fantasy football player, but he's a great actual footballer. Um, actual, underrated footballer. Can I say who I think is underrated? But yeah, I still think he could, he could be classed as underrated. Um, McNeil at Burnley, Dwight McNeil. You just said that. You said that. <laughs> yes, take mine. No oh, problem. Yeah, you... That's fine. That's yeah. right. I thought you had a list. Uh, my, well, you were saying a lot of players. It's hard to keep up. Make sure my initials are next to him on the list, yeah. please. Okay. I'll mention some more than you haven't said. Um, the Isaac Hayes. Yeah. Uh, Hoiberg. Now that you've said he's underrated, that means he's not underrated because we're both rated. We've now rated him. All right. Um, you avoided my choice. Uh, Calvert-Lewin, Hoiberg, Jimenez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie Vardy. He's... <laughs> Salah. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot. There's it's a very high quality of of league this year. I do think because there's every team has really got that one. Has got at least a few standout players. You know, there's no the only one that you could probably look at and go, they're probably the weakest would be Norwich. I would say, (laughs) apart from Todd Campwell, who's gone off the boil himself. I just think. You know, else there's not really a lot. Scored there. recently. Yeah, he did score yesterday. Um, but he doesn't Remember? do a lot. It's almost as if 
even Villa, Villa, you always look at sort of, you know, Grealish is obviously the standout option, but that's not all they are. You know, there's a lot well, of good players at Villa. I like McGinn, but I, this season, I've fairly underrated. I've looked at players who have actually played pretty much all, or every, like most games, yeah. and haven't haven't been sat out, and the impact that they've had, which has not got too much credit, underrated, if you will. Yeah, Aaron Moy, he's been good at Brighton. He's had a good season. Aaron Moy's an interesting one because they, did they sign him on on loan from Huddersfield, and now they made it permanent? Because Huddersfield are an yeah. hell of a mess, aren't they? Hell of a mess. Shocking. Someone else who actually I think he has a really good season, not. Not highlight real stuff, but Almiron at Newcastle has been really good. He's just, he looks yeah, like he, he enjoys football. I like that. I like, I like that. He, he, he smiles all the time and looks like he enjoys when he plays. Yeah, he looks like an 11 year old lad having a good yeah, park. I like that. I, I, I enjoy it when players resort to, to being kids like that and, and just all their, all their shoes on one side whilst they play. There's something it's, romantic about that. Well, it's the Ronaldinho syndrome, isn't it? Ronaldinho always played with a smile on his face. Or like dolphins when they smile. They're pissed off, really, but you don't know because they're smiling. Yeah, all that. Yeah. <laughs> Ow, that's, the, that's, that's a quote, isn't it? Almiron reminds me of a dolphin smiling all the time, but might be pissed off. Mm. Never, <laughs> you'll, never, you'll never know. We'll never, never know. know. Um, so have you got one standout player then, either of you? If you could pick one. <laughs> Again, I've said Hoiberg. You said Hoiberg. George, you got one above all the others? Uh, I will go for... I'll give it to Gary Cahill. I'm coming to the end. Sorry, I'll enjoy that. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go Kevin De Bruyne. So, yeah. yeah. Who? Never heard of him. No. no I'm going to go Jürgen Klopp's glasses again, which I have written down and underlined. I'm going to go Chang, the Everton mascot. <laughs> Changy. Changi, <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, it's it's there's a lot of players, right? Do you think if it, someone like Todd Cantwell, then do you think if Norwich go down, he'll stay in the Premier League? Because I was watching it, I just don't think I don't see that he's done enough to warrant being a, now considered the Premier League player. I think he's been he might. I don't be... think he can start anywhere else. So I think another another another. Um... Um, what am I saying? Another, another go in the champion championship yeah. might do him good. Considering one of the... if we play him every single week in week in week out, it'll just stand him if he goes anywhere else right now. Unless he's playing, he needs game time. Yeah, maybe a team who come up, but apart from that, I don't know. Because I think it'll cost a lot as well, and I just don't know. You know Norwich are going to ask for at least I don't know twenty million. Yeah, but I think yeah. oh, we can get better than that. Yeah. Um, any more for any more, gentlemen? No, I think we've rambled and ran, sorry, ranted quite yeah. a lot over this. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm good with that. I'm good with that. George, anything else to add in that you want to say? Get off your chest. Uh, no. I've got I've got something. Go on can I, is there any way I can see a re-recording of your appearance on Town Square? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, I, I will have to check that out. Um, you're alluding to, for those who don't know, which is everybody except us three, that I did a talk this week about this very podcast and Bendy Geddig Media, our producers, uh, for, yeah, Town Square, run by former guest on this podcast, Captain Gareth, who, you know, is a, is a, bit, of a, a bit of a legend. He runs Town Square. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, we did. We had a little bit of a chat and um, <clears throat> watch this space for more. Mm. Watch this space. We, we maybe found an, a future guest. Who knows? Future host. <laughs> yeah. I'm Rachel Gad, and you're listening to a Touchline Rant. And there you go. That's another episode of a Touchline Rant podcast in the bag. Thank you very much once again to each and every one of you for listening. Um, thank you very much to our producers, Bendy Geddig Media. Thank you very much uh, to everyone that follows us on social media. If you don't, why don't you? At a Touchline Rant, everywhere you get your media socially. I am going to go sit down now uh, and let all that podcast goodness soak over me. Uh, thank you very much uh, to every single one of you. Just thank you. And uh, we will see you again next week. Bye-bye. The podcast you just listened to was brought to you by Anchor. Ever wanted to start your own podcast? Now you can by using Anchor. Anchor is great at anchoring and anchoring away at Anchor. So you can anchor all night long if you like. Anchor. (laughs) Try Anchor.